The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria, joined by my good buddy, my new buddy, soon to be your new buddy, Keith Cork, new member of the Hoop Ball DFS team. Uh, Keith has absolutely been crushing it in his ventures so, thus far. I'll let him tell you a little bit more about himself, uh, but I'm really excited to have Keith part of this team. Uh, I'm expecting some big things from him. He's doing some writing for us. He's going to be jumping on the podcast once a week for us. Uh, nonetheless, Keith, how are you? Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and, uh, you know, I guess what we could expect from you. Yeah, man, I'm I'm great. And uh, you know, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to get this this whole thing started. I know I've been talking with you guys for a while and, you know, just looking forward to it. I listen to the podcast almost every day uh, before I joined you guys. So uh, just really, really pumped to be a part of this. And, um, you know, uh, a little bit about me. I uh, I've written for different sites like Razzball, um, Fansided, um, things of that nature uh, about basketball. And I've been a professional writer, uh, freelancer for about a decade now. Um, you know, ever since I graduated from college with a creative writing degree, and uh, uh, played played some hoops in high school. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I was once blocked by Michael Jordan's son Jeffrey Jordan. Uh, they called a foul. It wasn't a foul, but uh, uh, see, so, you know, I kind of have that uh, that cool little story to tell. And um, you know, it's uh, again exciting to be here and uh, ready to talk some hoops, man. That is that is a pretty cool story. <laughs> not not too many people. So I I would just you know leave out the whole Jeffrey part. Just say I got blocked by Jordan. And then when people want to argue with you, you, you know, you if you have to get into it, if you have to get into the details, then you then you got you, you can pull it out. Um, <laughs> but I would just roll with that, man. No, that's a, I, like I said, dude. I I know your background. Uh, we've talked. We've been in. We've been in talks. I'm super excited to have you aboard. I know everybody else is gonna love having you. Uh, I love listening to you and reading you. And that's the thing. Uh, you know, some of the people that may just listen to the podcast, there's no problem with that. Uh, I'm a big podcast guy myself. Uh, we have tons of content, including articles and stuff that you can get uh, get your hands on with the DFS pass as well. And Keith will be partaking in that. So really excited about that. Nonetheless, man, we have a lot to get into. We have a 10-game slate. It is a wonderful January 20th. It's going to be it's gonna be a doozy. We had a couple of little light ones in a row. A couple of light ones, a three-game, uh, you know, two-game. And uh, we got a nice little light one tomorrow, but not today. So... We're going to jump right into the thick of things, but before we do, I wouldn't be myself. I think of a shout out to my bookie. Go check them out, guys. Mybookie.ag. They are the best bookie site out there. They have the best odds, the best contests, the best promotions in the business. I don't give the stamp of approval very easily, but I give it to my bookie because I know when I'm playing with them, I get some trusted lines. I know I'm getting up to date lines, and their odds boost contests are. Probably one of the best in the business, if not the best in the business, in my opinion, where sometimes you sign in there, they are just giving away free money with these lines. So it's simple. Sign up, enter the promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. If you put up a thousand dollars, they give you 500 free bucks. You play with that. We have some championship football right around the corner. Couldn't think of a better time to check it out, guys. Use that promo code HOOPBALL when you do. H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. And while you're at it, if you already got your tabs open, open up another one. 
Maybe you need a gift for yourself. Maybe you need a gift for a significant other. Uh, maybe you need a gift for, uh, you know, a coworker or a boss, whatever it is. Manscaped. Check them out, guys. They have some fantastic products. I would 100% recommend the Perfect Package Kit. It comes with a little bit of everything. It's a nice, fine price. Less, less expensive for the Perfect Package Kit as opposed to just going to your standard store and buying a shaver by itself. And the kit comes with, we're talking body wash, we're talking aftershave, we're talking the lawnmower 3.0, waterproof razor, battery lasts a long time, guys. Quick charging as well as a little carrying kit, boxer briefs, and more. So you can get all that. And if you use the promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0, you get 20% off plus free shipping. Only at Manscaped, guys. Manscaped.com. Promo code HOOPBALL20. H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. All right, Keith. We got a, we got our hands full. First game on the docket. Starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Brooklyn Nets going against the Cleveland Cavaliers. As far as an injury report goes for the Nets, Nicholas Claxton, Spencer Dinwiddie, both ruled out. And for the Cavs, Matthew Dellavedova, Kevin Love, as we know, Kevin Porter Jr. We'll talk about that. Dylan Windler, all ruled out. Darius Garland, uh, Colin Sexton, both considered questionable. And it looks like we get to see Kyrie Irving back in a Nets uniform after his little hiatus. So we have a lot to talk about in this game. Um, as far as a game total, uh, we don't have that yet. And that's going to be the theme for this night. We do not have a lot of the game totals, but we do have a spread. Brooklyn favored by nine. I'd probably smash that just looking at this with all three of these guys. But uh, I'll pass it over to you, Keith. I mean, you know, talk about this Brooklyn team. What can we really expect from them? Are you targeting it? any of these guys? I mean, we have now three studs to choose from, but we also have a 10-game slate. Uh, and this one, does, does, can Cleveland even keep it close? Let's just put it – let's just keep it frank right there. Yeah, so. that's, a, that's a tough question, man. I don't, I don't know. But you know what I think is going to happen is I think, you know, everyone's excited for his three dogs to – three big dogs to really be ready to play, right? The big three are going to be there. They're going to be pumped. They're going to be amped. Um, you know, if they play three quarters even, I think they they produce a lot, a lot of fantasy points, a lot of stats. Um, you know, Kevin Durant, 10-5, uh, and James Hard at 10-9. I, I don't know. Those guys are a little – little high in the price points but Kyrie Irving at 9,000 I'm definitely targeting him um you know one, one of my favorite point guard uh targets on the slates you know tonight and uh I also like actually uh DeAndre Jordan at 5,500 I think that guy's gonna crush it still and there's not really any competition for the center spot so you know I, I like the three big dogs and I like DeAndre Jordan um that's really really kind of it I mean no one else there's just so many shots on a basketball team right so no one else is really going to get a lot of shots yeah. <laughs> three guys playing no you're right and I'm, I'm i'm with you uh i think you know i don't i don't see myself necessarily falling on a ton of durant and harden uh but Kyrie at 9k that's a very enticing price tag and this is a deandre jordan type matchup you gotta imagine uh you know if this game does stay close enough pairing deandre jordan with one of these studs makes sense because if the game stays close andre drummond's going to be on the court a lot for the Cavs. And they don't have, they can't play Jeff Green against uh, Andre Drummond. They can't play Durant against Andre Drummond. Uh, they would have no choice but to play DeAndre Jordan as much as possible. We saw it in the last game, and it's a mismatch going against Brooke Lopez, but they still played him 38 minutes. So I would I would expect, you know, those two guys to be my two primary targets. And I'm not going to sit here and argue if you want to play Durant and Harden. I mean, we, we know what those guys are. Uh, they're guys that can break a slate any given night. But push comes to shove. 
got to be realistic, and I got to start crossing some guys out of my player pool. Not crossed out just yet, but probably not guys are going to fall on. But the Cleveland side of the ball, I mean, if you're playing some of these studs, you said it, they can get it done in three quarters, but we're really hoping to run it back maybe in a GPP. Get somebody, you know, who we think is going to keep this game close. But if Sexton and Garland are out, it's slim pickings after that outside Andre Drummond. But why don't you tell me who you're looking at on this Cleveland side? Yeah, man. I mean, I've got a little interest in Andre Drummond. Um, you know, like I said, there's not really a lot of center depth in Brooklyn behind Jordan. So, you know, if Drummond can get him to foul, some foul trouble or something like that, I mean, uh, Drummond's going to eat, right? And uh, like you said, without six land uh, in the game, I mean, you know, we got to get some usage somewhere, and, and it's really only Drummond. So he's really the only guy uh, I'd have any real interest in, you know, for cash games. Uh, GPP play, though, I do kind of like Larry Nance Jr. a little bit. Um, you know, this guy has the opportunity, has a, again, opportunity without six land in. Uh, now, if Colin Sexton and, and you know, Garland play, uh, I don't like him as much. But, um, you know, and I do might, might play some Sexton, but I don't know with him coming back from the injury how much he's going to play. Um, so really, it's just Andre Drummond for me, and then maybe some GPP exposure to to Larry Nance, and that's really it. Uh, and Larry Nance at the 6400 tag right there. Yeah, I mean, I don't like a lot on this Cleveland side of the ball, but I got to be enticed a little bit about some of these if these Cleveland guys, which they seem to be ready, going against the team that they were just traded from. Uh, Jared Allen, I don't. He's not the guy I'm talking about. It's Torian Prince, uh, 4K, just a solid GPP type value, I think. Uh, you know, if we see Garland out and Sexton out, there's going to be minutes available. Porter Jr.'s already rolled out with the whole debacle of him throwing food and yelling about Torian Prince taking his locker. And it, I, I just see some available minutes. I mean, Okoro's been playing heavy minutes, and he's been playing solid with him, don't get me wrong. But there's minutes to go around. So if Prince comes out here and plays, you know, 24, 25 minutes, could potentially even see a minute or two more in, in his opening night. I'm not guaranteeing that. Could end up being 16 to 18, and then, then we're upset. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy I'm willing to keep on my radar. So I'll keep him in my player pool for GPPs, but I don't trust him in cash necessarily. So that's that's really it. I, I don't see myself having any Drummond either. But we'll move on to the next game. Dallas versus Indiana. This game will take place in Indiana. As far as an injury report goes for the Mavericks, Dorian Finney-Smith. Maxi Cleaver, Dwight Powell, Josh Richardson all ruled out. Tim Hardaway Jr. considered probable. For the Pacers, Karis LeVert, TJ Warren ruled out. Miles Turner's questionable, but we have to imagine he's out. He got diagnosed with a evolution fracture in his hand, so they said that they're going to uh, reevaluate him in a few days, so I would highly doubt him to play in this one. Jakar Sampson, also questionable. And then we have Jeremy Lamb, questionable. So he's uh, someone coming back. From basically a shredded knee, fractured kneecap, uh, you know, tore a couple tendons in his knee as well. So it'll slowly be ramped up, if anything. Wouldn't expect a big workload. So there could be some minutes to go around on this Indiana side of the ball. But we'll start with Dallas. We'll start with the away team. Talk of the town has to be Luka Doncic at 10-7. Where are you at on Luka with all these other studs on the slate? Is he somebody that you're looking at? I really do like Luca a lot, um, and it's it's like you say, you know, Dallas has a lot of people out. Tim Hardaway Jr. is looking at being out. Um, you know, I just think Luca's going to have a bounce back game after he really stunk it up in the last one, and his his price fell too. Um, so I do like Luca a lot. You know, he's one of my one of the guys I'm looking at. Um, another guy that I like over on Dallas um, is is Jalen Brunson. Um, 4,300, you know, the dude didn't crush it in the last timeout, but he did play 27 minutes and he's just getting back too. So, 
uh, you know, he's a guy that I think, you know, would be a good value play as well. Uh, what about you? That's the other guy. You're right on the head. <laughs> um, you know, he started. I like him much better when Luke is out and he gets to start at point guard. Uh, we get we generally get to see him rack up some more of those counting stats. I mean, Luca, as you can imagine, he absorbs a hefty amount of usage. So it's not the same kind of thing where we get the Brunson auto chalk play, uh, you know, playing point guard, no Luca kind of thing. But he's definitely in play for me. He's still a great value. I think at forty three hundred makes sense for cash. We're probably looking at you know twenty point floor. He probably has a nice little thirty to thirty two point upside in there as well in this type of matchup. So especially with Indiana, most likely looking to run small ball. Especially if Jakar Sampson's out, he should see plenty of run. So played 27 minutes in his first game after he came back from COVID. I do like that play as well. Moving on to the other side of the ball, though, Indiana. Uh, this team, you know, we kind of have to wait and see what the approach and which way they're going to do this because no Miles Turner, most likely no Jeremy Lamb. Uh, we know Kaius Severs not taking the court anytime soon. And then if Jakar Sampson doesn't play, we might see that same lineup of Demonis Sabonis at the five with Doug McDermott at the four, Holiday, uh, Brogdon, and then Sumner. I mean, we have a ton of options. It's kind of almost like a wait-and-see approach for me, but what's your take on this Indiana team? Yeah, I'm wait-and-see too, man. I, I don't know. There's not really one guy that I can really look at and say, man, I trust this guy. He's going to really crush his value. I mean, Doug McDermott, you know, kind of a nice play. I, I just, I can't, you know, being a Bulls fan, I really can't trust the guy. Like, the dude stunk it up for a long time. He can he can pour it in. He can score. But um, I just don't, I don't see it as, like, a consistent play, and I, I don't know if I can go to it. Uh, maybe on the GPP side. Um, but I do, uh, I do like Malcolm Brogdon, his price tag at 8,300, you know, I, you know, we, we know, and we harp on, I've heard you harp on before, you know, Luka Doncic doesn't play a lot of, a lot of defense and, you know, Brogdon's really been playing pretty well this season. So, um, I do like that play quite a lot at the reduced price tag of 8,300 over, you know, some of these other guys that are, you know, 9k and above, um, for GPPs too, I do look kind of like the bounce back game here, uh, opportunity for Aaron holiday. Um, he's, he's got a really nice salary at 3,600. So I'm looking hard in his direction only in gpps i can't trust him in cash games but he can really crush him he had a 40 2.5 game uh dk points in a game uh, a couple games ago and and you know i can't i can't really uh you can't beat that price tag i think it's definitely a rock solid value and for me it, I, there's value available between the three guards of you know sumner uh holiday and then mcconnell you know one of these guys should should probably pay you know six to seven x on that price tag uh, as a return, which one it's going to be, that's the toss-up. That's the hard part. That's why I think they're all very viable, you know, tournament plays. If you're looking for some value, they're definitely all in play. I expect them all to see, you know, at least 20 minutes. Some of them, two of them will probably see 24-plus. So, you know, who that is, who gets into foul trouble, who's playing better, uh, you know, who's shooting hotter, that's the tough part. Dallas, uh, surprisingly, even Luka, has been playing better defense than they're used to. A little bit over his head. A lot of these blocks and stuff like that, that's not going to necessarily continue. Nonetheless, they've, they've been playing good team defense. They're missing a lot of bodies, but you know, a lot of it starts with uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, actually, since he entered that lineup. So I don't mind um, you know, playing Brogdon. I would expect you know that last game where he shot 7-21, to that's not going to be the norm. He's a very, very good field goal percent shooter at the guard position. So uh, and it's also a way a way easier matchup. I'm not expecting a 96 to 129 game either. So 8300. Brogdon's probably going to be a guy that we see at 85, 86 eventually. So it's still a pretty decent price tag. So I do like him. And then I'll probably with you fade the McDermott 
and then look for uh, just at some of that value. And Goga at 35 isn't completely ruled out. He's not necessarily a plug-and-play. I expect him to probably be overplayed um, unless he draws the start. That's one thing. But he's probably going to end up looking at like 20, uh, 20 to 18 minutes, somewhere around there. He's not going to slot into that center role that Miles Turner played and, and play 36 minutes or anything like that. Uh, the dude's played one game this season, and he's in. You know, he's got the block and rebound potential, but it's kind of a kind of like a fool's gold play just to be expecting that right off the rip. We, are, I'd rather wait and see at least. But we'll slide on to that next game: Boston Celtics looking uh, looking to travel to Philly, take on the Sixers. Going to be a good game. We're getting some bodies back in this one. Boston Celtics: Carson Edwards, Romeo Langford, Jason Tatum all ruled out for the Sixers. Mike Scott, Vincent Poirier, all ruled out as far as a game total we do not have one as far as the spread we have one philly favored by five so we'll start with this boston team still no tatum but they're getting they're getting healthier slowly they got kemba back but what are you looking at yeah man i i have to like jalen brown with tatum out i mean he's just going to get a lot of usage um 8700 i think the, the the term uh, coined a couple podcasts ago was swallowable. Uh, you know, it's not it's not the sexiest price tag, but it is swallowable. Uh, yeah, so I love it. Uh, so I could I could swallow that. You know, just because I know he's he's got a really really decent floor um, with no Tatum and, and a lot of shots coming his way, and he's just looked like a stud this season. So I like that play a lot. Um, other than that, though, man, it's it's pretty short and simple. Play play Brown. Um, I don't think I play any of these other Celtics. Maybe. If I'm feeling really frisky, I'll play Robert Williams, Time Lord, who's supposed to be coming back, and a GPP. Um, but that's like a huge shot in the dark, so I can't even recommend that to anybody, to be honest, with a straight face. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that would – Joel Embiid is back, so we know that he has a tendency to put basically anybody that guards mm-hmm. him into foul trouble. Yeah, exactly. So it only takes, you know, one of Tice or Thompson to get – because they're probably going to run this double big against Harrison Embiid. So if one of those guys gets into foul trouble – uh, depending on his conditioning, he could be uh, he could be in store for a little bit of elevated minutes. Uh, it, it's a little tough to tell, you know, what he was doing during the protocol and was he able to run at all or anything like that. We really don't know. Probably not is what I'm guessing. But he's young. You got to expect this guy's in, uh, in 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 good enough shape to run out there. But I'm with you. Those are the exact two guys I had checked off, circled, and wrote wrote down. Um, you know, if you wanted to take a shot at one of these other starting front court guys and they happen to stay out of foul trouble. They'll probably do pretty well because they're going to have to play a ton of minutes. Joel Embiid's back. That's where I'm probably looking on the other side of the ball. So we'll just transition right over there because it's a nice little segue. Uh, Joel Embiid, 9,600. You know, took two games off the knee soreness. It's a big game against Boston, though. So uh, first game back, 9,600. I wish it was 94. I know it's only $200, but that would make me feel a little bit more comfortable. Nonetheless, it's a fantastic matchup for Embiid. I'm expecting some pretty big things out of him in this one. Uh, he's probably the one guy that I have the most interest in. If I had to look at one other guy, it would be Tobias Harris. I expect him to take advantage of this matchup. Seth Curry's back in the lineup, so we could pretty much cross out Tyrese Maxey, cross out uh, Shake Milton at their price tags, not worry about them for a little bit. So it's just going to be the two uh, two expensive guys, minus Ben Simmons. He struggled against Boston uh, over the past about two seasons. But, I mean, some of that could be related to Jason Tatum, so he's not in there. Uh, but I just prefer these matchups for Embiid and Harris against the front court. I think they're both in great spots. 
Yeah, I'm I'm like 100% right there with you, man. Um, 7,200 for Tobias Harris. I mean, the guy was putting up 40 to 50 DK points when the team was at full strength. I think he actually benefits from all these guys being back and playing. So I do like that play a lot. Um, I will say that I, w- I will play some Shake Milton in, in some GPPs at 5,600. I think the dude is just a stud. I think, you know, he's going to be the six-man role. Uh, on this team, um, you know, if this game gets out of hand because, you know, Tatum's out and, and the Celtics are just getting rolled for some reason, you know, Shake's probably going to end up get, playing a lot of minutes. So, you know, 5,600 for Shake, I'll go that route on the GPPs, but definitely not. Definitely stay away in the cash games. I agree with you there. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Maybe I, it, the ownership will definitely dip a little bit, especially with Curry back. Not everyone's going to be, uh, you know, chasing it. Next game, Detroit versus Atlanta. Game will take place in Atlanta. As far as an injury report goes for the Hawks, Bogdanovich, Chris Dunn, Danilo Gallinari, all ruled out. DeAndre Hunter and Trey Young are probable. Cam Reddish, questionable. Pistons, Killian Hayes ruled out. Frank Jackson is probable. As far as a game total, 221 game total. Atlanta being favored by six points. So for this Detroit team, it's hard to ignore Jeremy Grant as soon as we look at him. Uh, as much as I just despised wanting to play this guy coming into the year, thinking he'd struggle from the floor, he hasn't. Uh, he's exceeded expectations. Actually, the more that they talk about him in the press, the more they say that they need to get him more shot attempts. So 7,700, he's probably the number one guy I'm looking at this on this uh, on this business team. He's priced up. I mean, we have some of these nice little ancillary options between Josh Jackson and DeLon Wright. Wouldn't mind taking stabs at them in GPPs. Wouldn't trust them enough in cash. But I think Grant's safe for both cash and GPPs, and this is just a great matchup for him as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Grant, I, I was the same with Grant coming in. I didn't think he, he could be the top guy, the top dog, and he's just he's just crushed all expectations and uh, making me eat, eat my words uh, every step of the way, which is great for him. Uh, not so great for me, but... Uh, you know, if I can benefit off of it, I will play some some Jeremy Grant uh, at 7,700. I do also like Derrick Rose at the 5,400. Uh, you know, he's scored over 30 uh, DK points the last two games. Um, you know, it seems like he's going to have a, a pretty solid role as long as he's on the floor, which is always a big question mark. But, uh, you know, if he's playing, he's going to be scoring. And um, so I like him at that 5,400 price range. Uh, GPPs, yeah, I got Josh Jackson at four at four thousand. Um, you know, it's a good price for a guy that was just scoring off the wall to begin the season. And maybe if I need to save some some cash uh, for a GPP, I might go Isaiah Stewart, who's at thirty two hundred. Uh, you know, I just think he's going to play more and more as the season grinds on, uh, as the Pistons just keep losing ball games. Uh, you know, Mason Plumlee, uh, good player, but there's no reason to play him a lot of minutes on a team that's you know whatever the record is, really bad. <laughs> so uh, so I, I kind of like that as a GPP play also. <laughs> nice. Well, that makes me feel better. I just traded Mason Plumley in one of my main <laughs> year-long fantasy leagues. Uh, what was it? It was uh, Mitchell and Plumley for Halliburton and Aiton. That's so. nice. That is, a, that is a coup right there. That's really good. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how it works out for me. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping that Aiton continues this little bounce back they had in the last one. But... We'll slide over to the Atlanta side of things, and this is the talk of the town. Uh, we had to, you know, ask each other if either one of our computers were messed up, the app was messed up, what was going on. Uh, but Kevin Werder, uh, ninety five hundred. Don't don't do that uh, unless you're running out one hundred and fifty lineups, and you're really just trying to play that ownership game, knowing that no one's playing Kevin Werder, and you've got that crystal ball or that magic eight ball telling you a fifty point game from Kevin Werder's on its way. Don't do that. 
Um, this had to be something going wrong with their algorithm. Something got mispriced. Somebody's probably on leave or, or fired, uh, whatever it may be. Something got messed up. So don't pay attention to that. Ignore it. Cross it out of your player pool. It's a big mistake. But I'll pass it over to you for the Atlanta side of things outside of Kevin Werder. Yeah, I, I like this. Uh, you know, I like the storyline here where the, the Hawks are just kind of hungry for a win because they're just they've just been struggling. And uh, Trey Young, you know, really turned on the last couple of games. His ninety three hundred price tag. Uh, again, I'm going to use this, use the word swallowable. It's it's a little high, but um, you know, at the same time, the dude you know, has a lot of upside and he's going to get a lot of shots. So um, ninety three hundred for Trey Young. That's definitely in play. Uh, I also like John Collins a little bit, sixty nine hundred. You know, I think again, this is a just a, a bounce back potential here for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, a chance to really put it on a not so great team, and so uh, you know, sixty nine hundred dollars for for John Collins can save you some salary elsewhere. Um, so I do like his price tag. Yeah, he feels like he's a little too cheap. It's just been a very very passive, underwhelming games. I mean, uh, he's only he hasn't taken more than eleven shot attempts over the past five games. Uh, three of those games in single digits. The last game he managed to get by because of the blocks, which are very, very out of the norm, considering he generally averages about one per, one per game. Uh, he put the, you know four in the stands last game. So I like that. I like the I like it for GPPs. I don't think I trust him for cash just because of the up and down performance. And, um, you know, a lot of this seems to be chemistry based, you know, you know, ever since they got into that tiffy, uh, John Collins and Trey Young, I guess, in the videotape room, uh, things haven't been right. And they're both slowly coming out of the funk. He did shoot well from the field. He only took eight shots, but shot six of eight. Uh, it is a great matchup going against, you know, Blake Griffin. And that's for all the reasons. That's why I'm still willing to keep him in my player pool. Uh, otherwise, I'd probably have him crossed out. If this was a tougher matchup, I, I don't think I'd even be considering him. Uh, Clint Capella is another guy. I think he's in a fantastic matchup as well. Uh, he's just been balling out. And it's, you know, Achilles soreness where, you know, we don't even remember it. Uh, I'm not expecting a 50-point game. The last two matchups were fantastic. They don't get any better than Minnesota and Portland. Uh, but I do think 40 is in the realm of possibilities at 7,600, so I don't mind them. And that's probably it for me. If you want to take advantage of one of these wings, I would say it would be Kevin Waiter. Uh, but he's 9,500, so that is <laughs> off the table right no, there. You know, 55, 56, yeah, sure. Uh, we didn't think it would be the you know reversed, uh, you know, up to 9,500. Next game. Miami Heat traveling to Toronto, well, really Florida, I guess, uh, to take on the Raptors. So the, really no travel here. Uh, this is actually one of those unique matchups now that we're talking about it, uh, where many Heat players have said this, this doesn't even feel like the Raptors have home court. They feel like they have the home court because more Miami Heat fans show up uh, for these games than Raptor fans. So uh, for the Heat, injury report, Avery Bradley, Jimmy Butler, and Myers Leonard all ruled out. We have Goran Dragic, Gabe Vincent, probable. Tyler Hero's questionable, dealing with the next spasms. Uh, for the Raptors, it's just Patrick McCaw, so nothing really to be concerned about over there. There is no game total, but we do have Toronto favored by three and a half points in this one, which feels a little low. Uh, as bad as they've been playing, I feel like Toronto could definitely sneak one out right here. But we'll start with this Miami side of the ball. Potentially with no Butler. Well, guaranteed with no Butler. Potentially with no Hero. Uh, there could be some usage that goes around. Where do you think it goes? Yeah, uh, I mean, I do like Bam uh, out of bio at 8,600. I just think there's there's probably better options out there. But, um, you know, he's definitely still in play. Um, 8,600 is a, a pretty okay price tag for Bam uh, without those guys that you mentioned. Um, but what I really have interest in is, is Goran Dragic at uh, 5,700. I mean, if Hero sits, um, you know, Dragic is going to feel like a really, really great play in that price range. 
Um, and that's really all I have uh, interest in with the Heat side of the ball. Um, but uh, but I think you are you are right. You know those 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 shots have to go somewhere. So I'm looking at Bam and I'm looking at Goran. Yeah, I, I think Gordon was somebody I was all over in the last one. And, you know, he got me there. Not as much as I expected. I was hoping for 40. But this price tag is too cheap. If if there's no hero and there's no butler, he'll probably draw the start again, regardless if he draws the start or not. He's going to see the shot attempts. He, and, and Gordon's great. There's no doubt about it. Even at his age, he's still very, very useful. And at 5,700, that's too cheap for that type of usage. So I do have some interest in Gordon. The only other guy I'd probably be looking at would be a guy like Kelly Olenek. Uh, 5,300, it's a fair matchup uh, against Toronto. You know, he's he's kind of been a little bit of underwhelming and up and down over the past few games, but I can see him being played in GPPs and being viable. You catch him on one of those nights where he gets to 35 to 40, you're looking pretty at low ownership with Kelly O. And that's it. Not playing any of these other guys. Uh, no point to play Gabe Vincent with Drogic and all these other players back as well. On the Toronto side of things, though, we got some good price tags on these guys. Uh, you know, compared to what they've been, we could say that. You know, Lowry, Van Vliet, 76 to 7,500 respectively. Both feel like they're priced appropriately, um, and I don't mind paying for them. And they're priced appropriately in this matchup because it's against Miami, but this Miami team is missing some of its best defenders. So I don't mind looking at either one of these guys. I think they're both excellent plays. They're both in my player pool. I always kind of side with Van Vliet if I have to choose between him and Lowry. Also, has the shooting guard eligibility. So I'll be taking a look at Van Vliet. Outside of that, the only other guy I have a little bit of interest. Uh, don't hate me because it's, it's not Chris Boucher, <laughs> as great as he's been. Um, I can't ignore it. The dude's an absolute stud. He's a great point per minute guy. If you're going to play him, I get it. But, you know, it's just one of those players where I never really got on the DFS bandwagon on the Chris Boucher. And I've been paying the price by not playing him. And I feel like it's a little too late for me to hop on. I got to wait for my my right time to hop on it. So I won't knock you if you want to play him. Just not for me right now. Norman Powell is the other guy. Slowly starting to get back into the groove. 4,700. He's been taking double-digit shot attempts over the past three games. Shot 50% or more in two of those. So not a guy that's going to put up a ton of ancillary stats as far as rebounds and assists and stuff like that, but a guy that could definitely you know, shoot above 50% on average uh, at the wing position and knock down some shots. So those are, those are the guys, mainly the backcourt and then some Norman Powell. But for Toronto, what are you looking at? Yeah, those three guys are, are definitely on my list. Um, the other guy I would add is OG Ananobi. Um, 5,900, uh, you know, he's, he's not really a high ceiling play, but he's got a really solid floor. I mean, he's top 30 K 30 DK points, uh, in three straight games. And he just looks like he's going to be, you know, a staple in their offense, um, for the foreseeable future. Um, and you know, I think 5,900 is, uh, a decent price, uh, price to pay for him. And if you, you know, can afford it, um, I wouldn't necessarily reach for the guy, but if you want to have some filler and you have 5,900 lying around, he's, he's a good option. Absolutely, especially in cash games. Like you mentioned, that floor just seems like it's stable. Moving on to the next game, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game, Orlando Magic traveling to Minnesota, take on the Timberwolves in this one. Ford injury report, Timberwolves. Watch Hernan Gomez, Ricky Rubio ruled out. Josh Okoge is probable. Carl Anthony Towns ruled out as well. For the Magic, Alfred Kaminu, Mo Bamba, Michael Carter-Williams, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Chuma Okiki, all ruled out. Evan Fournier, questionable. We uh, we have a spread, no game total. Orlando favored by three in this one. We'll start with the away team. We'll start with Orlando. It's, it's as good of a matchup as these guys can get. So uh, I'll keep it frank here. You could play a lot of these guys and feel good about it. But Vucevic and Gordon have to be the top options. Obviously, the highest price. I love this matchup for Vucevic. I think he's a smash spot, 8,600. He should be probably at 9, 9, 2 at this point. 
So I don't mind taking some stabs at Vucevic. Probably not going to end up falling on Cole Anthony all that much. Wouldn't mind it though. And uh, you know, if you if you're if you're starving for some value, and you want to take some stabs at a guy like a James Enos or a Ken Birch, I wouldn't hate it. We'll have some better options available. But this is just an up pace spot with very very little defense getting played by Minnesota. So I gotta like some Vucevic and Gordon. Yeah, t- uh, targeting the T Wolves is is always advisable. Um, you know, it's not they're just giving up a bunch of points, and, and the pace is just incredible. So, um, Vucevic is great. He's eighty six hundred. I mean, you know, definitely a, a solid solid play. Um, Aaron Gordon, like you said, seventy four hundred. Uh, he's got that new point four position now without Markel Fultz in the mix. In the mix, so you know he's really um, become the playmaker for the team. And uh, I think he had like eighteen rebounds or something like that last game, which is just crazy. But um, he's just going to see a lot of usage in seventy four. I think he's probably going to creep up into the eight thousands, um, you know, at some point pretty soon here. Um, but those are two main guys I'm looking at. I, I agree with you on those other guys, but uh, you know, for my purposes, I think those two main guys are the ones. Yeah, you never feel good when you have a James Unis or Dwayne Bacon plug <laughs> to your lineup, but if you land on them and it, it means you got enough studs in there that you feel great, sure, <laughs> uh, why not? But we have more value on the other side of the ball where we probably don't even need to talk about it. Uh, some of it got priced up, but we definitely still have some options. So with Carl Anthony Towns out, usage all around, D'Angelo Russell, Beasley have been taking plenty of shot attempts. But my boy Jared Vanderbilt finally got the start in that last one. He played 29 minutes with Hernan Gomez out. I expect him to draw the start again. Uh, it's not as good of a matchup necessarily going against the, uh, you know Atlanta in that last one. He's not going to take a high volume of shot attempts. He only took four. Uh, but the blocks, the steals, the rebounds, he, he's a great point-per-minute type guy. So uh, I do have some interest in Jared Vanderbilt at 4,900. He's just one of my guys, man. I, I got to play him a little bit. Outside of that, maybe some Beasley at 69. I don't think I'll play Russell at 88, but I wouldn't mind it if you wanted to. The dude's been way hot, and the usage will be there with no cap. Yeah, definitely. I I, I don't uh, I don't generally play Russell. I just feel like he's every time I play him, he just has a clunker, and I can't stand it. Um, I understand the infatuation with Vanderbilt, and and man, he's he's really coming on strong. But uh, he did get a little price bump, and like you said, the matchup isn't the best. So I'm not really looking his way in this one. Um, but Malik Beasley, 6900. I do think that's a that's a very solid uh, solid play as is the second guy there in, in Minnesota, and um, I think he's going to hit value at that at that price tag. Um, you know, as long as the shot's falling, it should be a good play. Yeah, and then these other guys are kind of just coin flips if, if you want to take stabs at them. Um, not anybody else I really have interest in. So we're cruising, man. We're cruising along. We only have about four games left on this big, massive 10-game slate. Uh, and we're about 34 minutes in, so making some pretty comfortable time right now. So 9.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Phoenix Suns travel to Houston, take on the Rockets. For an injury report, Chris Clemens, Dante Exum, Daniel House, Jr., John Wall, all ruled out. Sterling Brown considered questionable. For the Suns, Damian Jones, Dario Sark, Jalen Smith, all ruled out. Campaign is questionable. We do not have a game total, but we have Phoenix favored by six in this game. I'll pass it over to you for Phoenix. Why don't you start uh, touch on this team? I mean, Houston's still kind of figuring things out, but... We kind of know what they expect from this Phoenix team, and who are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, I like um, 
I do like some guys here more so for GPP than I do for cash games. Um, I like Chris Paul just because his ownership in GPPs is always underrepresented. And, um, you know, he has the ability to put up really elite stats and really in a really elite game. He hasn't really done it yet. So I'm just waiting for that to happen. So 7,200 for that price tag, you know, for a GPP, that makes sense. Um, Cameron Johnson's moving into the starting lineup. Looks like it's going to stick. So. 3900 looks like a, a really, really good price tag for him. I think I like him a little bit more for GPPs just because he is really relying on a shot falling. He's going to shoot a lot of threes. Um, you know, if it's not hitting, uh, he's got, you know, a pretty, pretty low floor, but uh, his ceiling's pretty high too. So more of a G- GPP play, play for me. My favorite play on, on the Phoenix side of the ball, though, is, is Mikel Bridges, uh, 5700. Just a solid, solid guy, um, solid floor. Um, I think it's a, it's a pretty good matchup for him. So what about you? I'm with you. I think the wings are what I'm targeting. It's Bridges. It's Cam Johnson. I think Cam's pretty safe, actually, for cash. I wouldn't mind using him. Um, just going off of some of the options we've talked about, he played 23 minutes in the last one. I think that's safe to say. That's probably going to be his new floor for minutes now he's in that starting lineup. And any game that gets out of hand, he's not the guy that I think is going to be yanked early. Uh, it would be guys like Crowder. He, Crowder's not going to play garbage time, necessarily. He's a veteran. Um, so I don't mind looking at Cam Johnson, cash, and GPP. I think he's going to be highly owned in both, actually. So... Uh, thirty nine hundred. That's a great price tag, like you said. And then Bridges, you got to imagine with this new Houston team kind of figuring things out, not having a real true point guard. There's going to be turnovers, and when there's turnovers, Bridges smells them out. So I do like this game for Bridges. Very fair price tag at fifty seven hundred. Houston side of the ball. Uh, I was all over Oladipo on that last one. It felt good getting him. Uh, it was weird how that pricing kind of came out with him. Nonetheless, it, it was a guard against the Bulls. We were able to take advantage of it. Not a similar matchup whatsoever. Phoenix plays absolutely fantastic defense, so it's tough. The usage is going to be there. It's still a very good price tag for what he's, he's going to be looking at for you know this point on. I just don't see myself landing on Victor Oladipo. And I don't see myself landing on too many of these uh, these Rockets in general. Maybe outside of a stab on a guy like, uh, like an Eric Gordon. I think that's still a fair price tag. I have at 5500 yeah, I like I, I still like Depot just with John Wall out. I just think you know he, he had a lot of PNR um, possessions last game, and I think that's going to be the case again. Uh, Seven eight hundred is is a pretty decent price tag. It's not my favorite play, but I could see looking that way. Um, Christian Wood, I think he's fairly priced to eighty four hundred. I think you know he he's really the guy that it starts and ends with over in Houston. So. Um, you know, it's, it, I, I don't fault anybody for playing Christian Wood ever um, now that James Harden's out of town. So uh, he's a decent play. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins at 4,600. Uh, you know, for GPPs, I, I would look that way. It's it's a little little high, but um, and he's burned me already twice this season. But but the dude uh, can put up, you know, fantasy points in, in a hurry. So uh, for GPPs, I, I would like that as, as a as a really low ownership play, I think. Absolutely. I don't mind that. And that's the thing. Like, you know, you're never going to sit here and get me arguing with you about Christian Wood. Uh, and even if you want to say all the depot, I think they're both have fantastic usage. They're both priced, maybe a little underpriced for what they're getting on a, on a nightly basis in the roles that they have. It's just the matchup that's kind of giving me a little bit of a hard time right now. Uh, Phoenix has slowed games down, put the put the clamps on, played a lot of half court ball. So I, uh, I, I kind of want to, you know, I have 10 games. If I don't need to go there, I'm not going to force myself. But if I land on them, I don't mind it whatsoever. Mm, on to the yeah. next one. San Antonio Spurs going to Golden State, the Bay Area, take on the Warriors. For this game, as far as injuries, Marquise Chris, Clay Thompson. I mean, these are all the same ones. Um, no one really knew except for Andrew Wiggins is considered questionable. 
right knee soreness. That's the big one that we're waiting on. He was questionable one time prior with a hamstring earlier in the year. Played. So we will be waiting. And, of course, it's a late game. And, of course, one of my favorite value plays would be in this game if he sits. So we'll have to wait on that news. On the Spurs side, Kata Bates-Diop, Drew Eubanks, Lucas Amaniak, Quinn Derry Weatherspoon, and Derek White all ruled out. We have a 228.5 game total. Golden State favored by one. We'll start with the Spurs side of the ball. Uh, everyone's pretty much back outside of Derek White. And we're kind of getting to see this team mesh. You know, Aldridge playing a little bit better. Uh, this is going to be a pretty solid matchup for everybody involved. And if I had to say I'm leaning towards anybody, uh, it would be my boy DeJounte Murray coming off of a near triple-double. Uh, just seems like a rock-solid guy that in these types of matchups where, you know, he's going to have to play big minutes. You know, I don't expect him to keep Steph Curry in check, but he's the best option that they probably have to do so. So uh, I don't love anybody necessarily on the Spurs team, but I don't mind taking stabs at, you know, Murray or a guy like Aldridge. DeRozan is in a great matchup and all, but 8500 I don't want to pay that price tag. So those are the only two guys I'm really looking at in this one. Um, and then maybe, you know, you could try to capture some Yaka Pirtle again, where he's just this rock-solid point-per-minute guy who looked like he was going to play a little bit more minutes, but still hovering around that low 20 mark. Anybody on the Spurs for you? Yeah, DeJounte Murray, like you said, I, I think he's really in a smash spot here, 7,400 against, um, you know, Steph Curry, who's really kind of a, a master of the Ole defense here. Um, you know, if, if his team's not helping out with DeJounte Murray getting to the rim, DeJounte Murray can have a big game. So I do like that $7,400 price tag. I, I also like if you want to pivot off of DeJounte Murray, uh, you can go Patty Mills at 5000 Uh It's a little bit of a steep price tag for Patty Mills, but um, dude's just been, you know, lighting it up all season. And uh, don't, it doesn't really look like there's an end in sight. So uh, it looks like he's really filling in for that role, you know, the Derek White double point guard role. Uh, that uh, Pop was talking about to start of the season. So Patty Mills, uh, kind of always a guy I look at. Um, Rudy Gay, 4,900. Uh, pretty pretty decent play. Uh, not my favorite. But uh, I think Jakob Podol actually is uh, my favorite play here. Uh, and you were saying that you know, Cam Johnson's your 3,900 play. Uh, I think Jakob Podol's mine. You know, if I, if I wanted to cash play, that's my guy. Um, I don't expect LMA to... to totally cede the starting role to, to Polo or anything like that. But, uh, you know, it seems like uh, Polo's playing more minutes recently. So uh, I do like that uh, that price tag, 3900 Hey, I can't argue with it. Uh, I, I had some fair shares of him in that last one, and it paid off for me with his uh, about 26 DK points. Yeah, he's a great point-per-minute guy, great defensive guy. He's never going to do a ton offensively. But, uh, you know, this Golden State matchup, there's going to be there's gonna be shots at the rim that he can take advantage of. So I, I don't I don't mind taking a, taking a flyer on him. And... You know, maybe uh, maybe we'll do a little we'll do a little off air, a little wager, a little fun <laughs> bet on a on a Cam Johnson, Jakob Pertl. I don't even know how I feel about that. I kind of you know you might be talking <laughs> me more on Jakob at this point, but we'll slide over to the next side of the ball. Uh, Golden State Warriors. I have to have some interest in these guys. Steph Curry at ninety seven hundred. He's probably one of my favorite guys that I'd want to spend up on the slate. And outside of him, it's tough to ignore Draymond Green with how well he's been playing. He's not getting the respect of the price bump, so. Uh, you know, as long as this guy's playing 30 plus minutes, I'll take advantage of him at that 5,400 price tag. Yeah, I've, I've definitely got those two guys. And then obviously, um, you know, if Wiggins sits, 
you got to look pretty 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 strongly at Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, at 5,500. I mean, you know, he's probably going to get some of that usage from, from Wiggins. Um, if Wiggins doesn't sit, I don't like him at all. But if Wiggins does sit, you know, I'll definitely have some Kelly Uber Jr. in my lineups. But yeah, Dre, Dre Ron Green has been a guy I've really been riding in a lot of my wins this season. So I'm going to continue to do that until they he gets the, the price he deserves. <laughs> you just let I almost buried my own lead. Uh, yeah, no, I talked about one of my favorite value plays. If Wiggins sits, I, I, I'm going to be playing Damian Lee. Uh, he's a guy that I just, he, you know, he's a plug and play. They generally just kind of insert him into the starting lineup when one of these wings are out. And he generally plays below 20 minutes, you know, high teens minutes regardless. So I don't mind looking at him at 3,400 um, if Wiggins happens to sit in, you know, big, big if and big risk, not knowing and not having that news, you know, readily available when this is a 10 p.m. game. But uh, we hope to have. It. And if that's the case, uh, even maybe a little tournament flyer and a guy like Bazemore. Wouldn't be a bad pivot if that happened. So, Ubre's been cooking too. Finally, finally picking things up from deep. Looks like he's getting into rhythm. He's a fair price tag. I just think I'd play Draymond over him. Uh, next game, another 10 p.m. We have three 10 p.m. games tonight. So, Sacramento Kings traveling to L.A. take on the Clippers. As far as the injury report goes, Clippers, Lou Williams questionable for the Kings. Uh, Daquan Jeffries ruled out. Marvin Bagley probable, while Hassan Whiteside is questionable. So we'll start with this Kings. Uh, you know, we know one thing about the Kings. They bleed points. Uh, they're up there with the Bulls, with the Blazers, with the T-Wolves, and some of the teams that allow the most points in the NBA. So we have to have some interest in this game just because of the high total. Uh, but the other thing that we have to factor in is that there's a high spread. 231.5 game total, but the Clippers are favored by 10.5 points. So I'll pass it over to you. Let me get your thoughts on Sacramento. Yeah, I think that that spreads really what turns me off of this game. I just I just don't see the Kings keeping this competitive through four four quarters. But um, on the Sacramento side of the ball, I do like Buddy Heald at sixty five hundred. He's had a you know a couple of pretty down shooting games the last two, and his prices dipped a little bit. But uh, he had a couple of really good shooting games before those two, uh, in in the two games prior to that. So um, you know I like him at sixty five hundred. I like Rashawn Holmes at sixty four hundred, who's also seen his price dip a little bit. Um, you know, it's not necessarily the best matchup for him or anything like that, but um, it's just it's just that price point that I like. And then Bagley uh, seems to be, you know, the Kings are really reeling and, and they're looking for answers. And and Marvin Bagley just seems to get more and more usage as the season wears on. And um, you know, fifty six hundred for for Marvin Bagley, I'll definitely uh, definitely you know, dabble on that a little bit here and there. How about you? I'm I'm mostly looking at the Kings and if. Bagley sits. Uh, if Bagley sits, or uh, you know, he, he's probable. But if he sits, and if Whiteside sits, then we might see Belichia get back in the rotation. Otherwise, I, I really don't have any interest in any of these guys. Fox is overpriced. Uh, you touched on Holmes, but I think we mentioned a few other centers that I'd probably end up playing over him. So uh, I don't think I'll end up on too many of these guys. The one guy, maybe Halliburton, fifty nine hundred. Uh, he, he talked about kind of how poor he's been playing over the past two games. He's been studying in the film room, getting up extra shots. Uh, he's a guy that he reminded me a lot of Malcolm Brogdon when he came in the league, just very NBA polished, uh, not the shiniest, you know, highest upside guy necessarily, but just very, very NBA ready and very overall sound. So uh, anytime a guy like that, even at a young age, when he says something like that, I take that for a little account. I almost expect a, a little bit of a bounce back. And even if the game gets out of hand, should still be looking at his 26 to 27 minutes. So uh, I don't mind some Halliburton at 5,900. But sliding over to the Clippers side of the ball, you know, we talked about a lot of these high-priced guys. It's a great matchup. We're expecting boatloads of points, but we also talked about that spread. So who are you looking at on the Clippers? 
Yeah, I just don't. I don't see myself playing a lot of uh, Kawhi or, or Paul George. I just, I just don't, don't like the. I don't like the spread. I don't like the way that this this game game trip's going to go. Where I think it's just going to be a blowout. It's going to be totally one sided. Um, so I'm looking at kind of some of the the lower price guys. Um, you know, Marcus Morris has been hot recently, forty seven hundred. Um, you know, probably gets a lot of a lot of shots up in this one too. And uh, Luke Kennard at forty three hundred. The dude's been on five the last two games also. So I'd be looking. The, his direction as well. Uh, those are really the only two guys I'm looking at, though, just because I just, I just don't like the spread. Yeah, no, and I, I respect that, and I, I, can't, I can't disagree with it. Uh, we talked about it, a couple of the high-priced guys, and when it comes down to Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, they become GPP pivot-type plays. You can't trust them in cash with that spread, but if you're playing them and you want to run it back with a Sacramento guy, I get that. You'll probably get a fair play on the ownership. And then these an- ancillary bench guys, if Lou Williams out, there should be plenty of bench shots uh, available for Kennard for Morris, so I'm with you. Those would be the two guys I'm looking at. Probably be Morris over Kennard. Just don't trust that the uh, the field goal percentage maintains for Kennard. I expect that the dip off could just be in a hot streak. We might get one more game out of it. Uh, I just don't want to bet on Luke Kennard at 4,300 when we talked about so many other guys around that 4K price range already. But we have one game left, one final game. And before we get to it, I have to give a quick shout-out to those who don't know about the Fantasy Pass. So, people, check out the Fantasy Pass. Head over to HoopBall, hoop-ball.com. If you're listening to this podcast, odds are you've already been there. You've already checked out the site. But what you haven't checked out, possibly, is the Fantasy Pass, which allows you to get access to all the behind-the-scenes stuff that we have going on, whether it's our Discords, which we have three separate ones, Wager Discord, DFS Discord, Season-Long Discord, uh, multiple chat rooms in all three of those categories where you can just get at pros, get at our experts, ask them whatever you want pertaining to whether it's your lineup that night, season long, or maybe it's a, just a regular old bet uh, that you're making at my bookie. But check it out, guys. It is a low price, $4.99 per month. And the DFS pass is a criminally low, only $1.99 per month. And you can get all of that access on top of more articles that are behind the paywall. So, Check that out, guys. Load up on the Fantasy Pass. So, one game left. Memphis Grizzlies traveling to Portland. Take on the Trailblazers. For the Grizzlies, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jonte Porter, Jonas Valanciunas, Justice Winslow, all ruled out. For the Blazers, Zach Collins, McCollum, and Nurkic, all ruled out. This is going to be a fun one. This is a game where I'm expecting to have a ton of ownership. 222.5 game total. Portland favored by 1.5 points. We'll start with this Grizzlies team. There's a lot to like. And, and, you know, we talk about some of our favorite point guard plays. Mine's in this game. It's John Morant. 7,300 is criminally underpriced for this guy. Played 34 minutes in the in this last one. This backcourt bleeds points. It's not going to be any better missing some of these bodies. So I think I'm going to load up on some John Morant tonight. He's got to be one of my favorite point guard options. Yeah, man. John, yeah, 7,300 for John Morant is absolutely criminal. I mean, he's just – it feels like straight chalk. I mean, you kind of have to play this guy in, in all your lineups. Um and the other guy that you know I'd be looking at on the Memphis side of the ball would be Brandon Clark, and, and my main reasoning there is um, you know uh, JV's out, Brandon Clark's going to be in. The, on the other side of the ball, you have Yusuf Nurkic out, which you have Ennis Cantor in, uh, who just uh, doesn't necessarily play a lot of defense. So um, Brandon Clark six thousand would also be in play for me just because of of the matchup here, and and like you said, there's going to be a lot of points scored. Yeah, and he feels like he's very viable for cash and GPPs. We know there's some upside with Brandon Clark. It's not 50-60 necessarily, but the 40 to 42, uh, it's definitely in there. And a, a floor of 30, I think I just said floor of 42, ceiling of 42, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Floor of 30 seems like it's very, very obtainable, which she's achieved over the past three games. So I'm with you. Those two, uh, those two guys are my top options. Not really looking at Dylan Brooks, who's been in just what looks like to be one of the worst slumps that we've just seen dropped in a bit in my season long league. So I understand you on that one. <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate because there's just a lot of guys behind him. D'Anthony Melton looks like, you know, the coach mentioned that he's not out of the rotation. They were trying new things, but they don't know what they have in this guy. So we can't trust them necessarily going forward for DFS. So I'll leave it at those two players for me. Uh, and then if we see Tillman draw the start again, sure. 3,500. Don't know if he would in this matchup. They might just roll Clark at center. Um, but we'll have to wait and see and kind of uh, hopefully we have that information. But I'm not expecting him necessarily to draw the start in this one. Looking on the Portland side of the ball, I mean, we talked about Memphis. There's got to be a lot to love in this, especially with all these bodies out. You know, no McCollum, no Nurkic. There's a lot of usage, a lot of shot attempts, a lot of different rotations that they could roll around. And in my opinion, I think it's just going to be a pretty big trickle-down effect. Uh, we're going to see a lot of that usage obviously go to Lillard, who's priced up at 10-4 now, rightfully so, totally deserving it. And then a lot of it's going to go to Covington. It's going to go to Trent Jr. It's going to go to Derek Jones Jr. Rodney Hood drew the start in the last one. Uh, Garrett, uh, Gary Trent Jr. is going to get his shots off the bench, who was cold as ice, one for nine in the last one. Uh, I'm not going to argue against any one of these guys, to be honest. I think they're all very much in play. I think they're all fairly priced. If I had to pick my favorite options, um, you know, Rodney Hood in the starting lineup at 3,800, it's hard to ignore. Derek Jones Jr. at 41, I think he's also a rock-solid value. And then I don't mind looking at Gary Trent Jr. in tournaments. I don't know if I trust him in cash just because we saw what the low shooting percentage could do to him. Uh, but definitely a decent bounce back candidate if you wanted to take a look at him, too, at 4,800. But again, I think all these guys are very much in play. But uh, maybe you have a better gauge and maybe you have, I guess, more favorites uh, that, you, uh, that you're honed in on on these guys. Yeah, I definitely have a long list in this game. I just, uh, you know, you target the Grizzlies and and you know all these guys out. I mean, there's just going to be a lot of a lot of a lot of usage to go around, like you said. So, um, you know, I, I like Robert Covington, five thousand. Uh, he shot fifty percent last game. He's been really struggling from the field. Uh, you know, on the season, he had thirteen shot attempts the game before and was one for thirteen. I just think, you know, if he figures it out, he's getting the, he's going to get those shots coming his way. He's going to be getting in that pick and pop action uh, with Dame Lillard, and I think he's going to hit some threes. And, and you know, he could be due for a big one here. Um, the other guy that I think you, you you touched on Rodney Hood, but I think um, you didn't mention Carmelo Anthony at forty seven hundred. You know, someone's got to get those touches uh, with McCollum out, and someone has to score. And you know, Melo, we all know can can put it in the hoop. Right, that's like his big his biggest thing is his his only skill pretty much so uh you know i like this guy 4700 just to just to hit some value um and then uh gpps yeah i definitely like gary trent for gpps the other guy i look at um you know is harry giles at 3100 and again this is um pretty much just saying you know at his canter uh i'm just not a believer in his and uh you know if he gets in some foul trouble uh you know early uh giles comes in giles has a lot of point per minute uh, upside so I, I like that play in gpps yeah uh, I can't argue. I mean, like I said, I think everybody it, there's there's like at least six of these Portland guys. I mean, we didn't even touch on really Lillard and Cantor, and those are the two highest priced guys. Yeah. Um, and you can't argue against them either. There's a lot of these Portland guys in play. Uh, when push comes to shove, we're gonna have to cross some guys out of our player pool. But for me, it's mostly gonna come down to just simply construction and position eligibility. You know, where I'm at with these guys. How much money do I have left? What positions do I need to fill? And I can look at Portland. Uh, and that's it. That is the entire 10-game slate, Keith. We uh, we did it in just about 54 minutes, under an hour. So uh, it gives us perfect time to just ask you guys, if you have a quick moment, please get subscribe, five-star, thumbs up, 
all that good stuff. You can find us all over the place. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, you name it. The podcast is there. So we really do appreciate it, guys. It means a lot to us. I say it a lot because it's uh, it's a little re- repetitive, but um, I mean it. I genuinely do. really does mean a lot to us, guys. We, uh, we work hard out here. And uh, to see you guys and what you guys think about us once in a while, it, uh, it does warm the heart. And then follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Mike Apatra, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Keith, let the good people know where they can find you. Uh, you might as well just find the hoop ball Twitter, but you can find me at Ginsburg Beats, which is G number one, <laughs> N-S-B-E-R-G-B-3-A-T-S. All right. That one's going to be a hard one to remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I, I do struggle, but uh, I'll, I'll gonna have to work overtime on that one, but... Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Wood will be back tomorrow. Uh, I will be out with Santino, unfortunately. It'll be a smaller slate, so don't worry. We won't have to listen to him too much. But uh, all jokes aside, uh, I love doing the shows with Santino every week. So, uh, you know, getting to do something with something that, with a buddy that you grow up with is, is great and all. But, God, that guy could be annoying. So, we'll, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening. For everybody over here at Hoopball, take care. Good luck. And let's, uh, let's go out there and crush some lineups. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.